Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi everybody, my name is Nikki Weller and thank you for your time. Uh, I'm excited to share what the Lord put on my heart. Yesterday, he changed what I was going to share with you. So this is what he's saying now. Let's talk. Uh, God recently has me back in Genesis and I'm reading through it. And at first, my heart was very grieved at how quickly we went from the perfect, beautiful design state of the garden of walking in the cool of the day with the Lord and doing what we were made to do, which was be caretakers of the animals. Um, we went from that to the fall to right away, Cain and Abel, Cain kills Abel. I mean, like it was, and then, then the tribes and their strife and the Noah and the God flooding the earth. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's all happening so fast. It really, it, it made my heart sad. And God's like, keep reading, keep reading. And I'm like, okay, keep reading, keep reading. And I'm seeing God make covenant with man over and over again. And I, because of the society I live in, the idea of covenant is not a normal thing other than marriage. Um, and the, the idea and the depth of the covenant of marriage is not completely known to most of the society in which I live. And so I'm like, Lord, give me a revelation more on covenant, <clears throat> especially your covenant with us and what that looks like. And pertaining to healing and restoration and provision, all those things are provided for in the covenant that God has made with us through Jesus, sealed through Jesus. And so as I'm reading in Genesis, I was reading the story of Jacob and Jacob was Abraham's grandson, Isaac's son. And Jacob had left his father's tent and was heading off and he went to sleep in a field and laid his head on a rock. I was like, that sounds terrible. Um, in the dream, God took him to heaven and he saw angels, a ladder that went all the way up to heaven. And he saw angels ascending and descending on this ladder. And God said this to him, let's go to Genesis 28. <laughs> Pardon me. Verse 13. Um, all of the scriptures today are in the show notes below. Because hey, me, I did it, I did it, I did it. Um, 28:13. And behold, the Lord stood above the ladder and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you, in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. That bless my socks off because whether you know it or not, when you accepted Jesus, you were grafted into the family of God, which descended from this man who God made a covenant with. And so when God says, 
Behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. To pursue, to be persistent on obtaining and and walking in everything that God has promised us. If we do it from the position that God is right here, not leaving us for a moment until what he promised us is done and obtained. There's such security in that. There's peace in that. There's provision in that. And when our symptoms or our circumstances say, contrary to the fact that we are going to see everything manifested that God promised. We are going to see restoration. We are going to see provision no matter what the circumstances or the economy around us. We are going to be provided for. We can better stay there believing that if we are aware of the God who's with us, not leaving for a moment until it's done. He's not. And so if God's not leaving, if he's fully invested in what he has promised to us in this covenant, then what is our part? It's we don't leave. God's not going to pull away from you. He's not. He's not going to grow, grow silent on you. That's not real either. So we are the ones that pull away. And we always have the opportunity to do that because there's always choice in love. But as far as God's concerned... I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will stay with you until what I have promised is done. That just bless my heart. Uh, then I went over to Deuteronomy. God speaking to the Israelites who he delivered out of Egypt. Deuteronomy 7. Let's go it's to the right. <laughs> Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 9. It says, well, we're still the same family, okay? same bloodline, just down the road a bit. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Therefore, Know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Oh, I love that. It's not because you're good enough. It's not because you're the best or the cream of the crop. He chose you. He loves you. He wants you. He is keeping his covenant towards you. Our God is the covenant keeper. He is the promise keeper. He is the creator and not the destroyer. He is the restorer. He is the redeemer. And he is not leaving you until it is done. Hopelessness comes and says, God made the promise. Throw the ball that way. Now go get it. But hope comes. Hope is the positive expectation of good. And it says, it is going to work out. What he said is going to happen is going to happen. And by the way, he's not leaving you for a moment. He will lead you with peace all the days of your life, one step after another, as you, you've already got it, as you manifest everything that he has promised. 
and as the seasons come for everything. Because some things God has promised me, it's not the season for it. It's just not. Um, and so my job is in my heart to stay close to his heart, stay close to him, dream with him about what's to come, agree with what he says now, because there's um, there's things he's wanting to do in me and my heart. There's things he's wanting to do in the growing of my children. There's things he's wanting to maintain and uh, grow in season in my marriage so that the things that are to come, I'll be able to carry and walk in with him. And so I'm thankful there are seasons because some things that he has promised are too big right now. <laughs> and um, I also need to focus on the season I'm in because my kids, my son just turned 10. Let's not talk about how many years we have left. This is a season. And so I want to be present in it, but I also know that the one who is in covenant with me and my family and my children, he's right here with us. And regardless of the choices of the world around us, which look like destruction, he who promised is faithful and he's not leaving and he's not leaving you either. We need to remember his covenant and stay with him, not allow, um, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. So not allowing the sickness of our hearts from such a long struggle to make us pull away from the one who's right there with us, right here with us, not allowing um, offense at what should have never been, allowing that to be a sign to God who did not bring destruction. God only brings good. Also not allowing our dreams to die. Even if we believe the seasons for them have passed, God has a way. He has a way. And so if life was promised to you, if inheritance was promised to you, then if we stay close to his heart, knowing that he's right with us, he's not pulling away for a moment. He is going to stay with us until it's all in our hands in front of our eyes. We will have courage. We will have joy. We will have strength that's pulled from him. I picture him as a big, giant lion, Narnia style, right here, right here, not leaving for a moment. If you were acutely aware of the king of kings who is right beside you, having made covenant with you through Jesus and has no intention of even looking away from you, let alone leaving you. What security, what um, joy you would move forward in, and also what comfort you would have if you're just tired. So stay connected without pulling away. Man, the wind is like, oh, y'all, it was so windy this week. I'm, I mean, like I was leaning my body into the wind as to not be knocked down at a pumpkin patch this week. It was, wait, there was a corn maze. It was a very fall autumn experience. It was wonderful. Okay. Let's go to John. <coughs> Pardon me. What is that? Haven't had it all day. Okay. John, I hope this is ministering to your heart. It is ministering to mine. Um, I'm never, it never ceases to amaze me. The, what's the word I'm looking for? 
tender, intimate kindness on the Lord's heart. Yeah. Our God is kind and he is tender and he is sensitive to us. I'm so thankful. Okay. John 15. Keep going. Don't stop. Okay. 15. Is it working? What version am I reading from? This is the New King James. In a minute, I'm going to reference one scripture in the Passion Translation, but normally I'm just here at the New King James. I can't do standard King James, the these and the thousand. The I'm like, there's a reason Jane Austen was hard because that was another language. And I find the new old, old King James to be. Mm. Okay, but you do you, buttercup. Okay. John 15, verse 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Say that again. Okay, let's go over here. In the Passion Translation, I like how it said this way. None of this is new, but we have to stay here remembering four. So John 15, four in the Passion Translation says it this way. So you must remain in life union with me, or I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. Look real close at this verse. It says, so you must remain in life union with me. For I remain in life union with you. There is no question of if God's part of this partnership, if he's all in, he's locked in with you. There's no question of it, but we must remain. You might be reading your Bible every day. You might be praying all the things. You might attend church three times a day. You might attend mass every morning. You might be on your knees shundying all the time. You might only have praise and worship on in your house. All the things that you think you're supposed to do. But because life has gotten so hard and the things you were promised have not manifested before your eyes, the intimate parts of who you are have been closed off to the one who loves you most because you have assigned to him the sickness of your heart. And that is the trick of the enemy. That's what he wants. He wants you doing everything that you think you need to be doing. Everything that in your head you know should be bearing fruit. And then he wants you to maintain this offense at the Lord and you keep your heart away and there is no intimacy. Therefore there is no life. And then that offense will only keep growing because you feel as though you're doing everything you should be doing. Why isn't God doing his part? But if you allow the Holy spirit to reveal to you truly the God who loves you and is for you, the one who is right beside you and then will never leave you and then go back and talk to him about the circumstances in your life, the choices and the things that other people chose that have made your life what you do not want it to be. And you dissect it with him and you realize that 
anything that is destruction, anything that looks like death, anything that looks like stealing was never him. And you assigned those things to the enemy of your soul, Satan. And you asked the Lord for forgiveness for assigning to him what was never his. And ask him to show you more of who he is, which is love. Your heart will be healed. You'll trust God more because you'll see who he truly is. And you'll let him into life union with you. And you'll probably find that some of the things you were doing every day because you thought it was the right thing were just time sucks. And you'll find that he wants to go for walks with you. And he wants to talk to you about your favorite movie when you were a kid. And he wants to show you the stars that he just loves. He wants to intimately know you and bring life to you. So... I pray right now in the name of Jesus, wherever the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Lord, I thank you that it is revealed now that it was him. Lord, I thank you that hearts are receiving the truth that you're with us and that you love us and that you're good. Lord, I thank you for um, heart walls busting down now in the name of Jesus and hearts being able to trust you and welcome you in. Thank you for union with you, Father, that brings life. Thank you, Lord, for hearts turning around now and aha moments. Thank you that when the, the lies are swept out, that the house is filled with truth. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's keep going. Colossians 1.23. Keep going right in your Bible. Colossians. Colossians. Keep going. What? One <laughs> twenty three. Okay, Colossians 1.23 says, If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Let's go back. And you, uh, to 21, And you once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, Yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Holy and blameless and above reproach. Full union with God. If indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. If. Did you hear that? If in there. We have a choice to stay fastened around this hope, to guard our hearts and maintain it softly before the Lord so that there can be intimacy there that brings life. We get to choose. So examine your heart with the Holy Spirit. If you're angry, talk to him about it. If you're disappointed, talk to him about it. If you're confused, talk to him about it. If you're numb and don't feel anymore, you're just moving forward, talk to him about it. He will restore your life. He will restore your heart as you stay wrapped around the hope, as you remember the truth of the gospel, the good news as you remember that it's settled and that you're grafted into his family forever 
and that his covenant with you is never leaving. He's right here with you. Now stay, don't pull away. And if you have pulled away, lean back in. I'm so sorry, Lord. I want to lean back into you. And he'll say, I'm so glad I've been waiting. Um, I saw a comment last week and I can't remember who said it. I apologize. I was talking about repentance and you say, oh, I'm so sorry. And let's go back together. And they said, it could have really be that easy. I was raised knowing a punishing, harsh God. I, I find that hard to believe. Well, welcome to the good news of the gospel. You have been completely forgiven. You have been completely covered and sealed into the family of God. And when you mess up, you turn around. Uh, to repent means to change your mind. Yes, it's good to say, I'm sorry. That's just basic relational intelligence. Lord, I'm sorry. But our actions are what speaks louder. So we turn around in our heart and we, we lean in where we had leaned back before. We seek him where we had stopped. We be still where we've been busy to numb the pain. And we say, Lord, I want to know you. Lord, I want to see that you're right here with me. Lord, I want to know if there's places in my heart where offense has settled and I've assigned things to you that weren't you. Lord, I want joy again. The joy that will make me feel strong and give me the strength and courage to fasten my heart again to this hope that I will see everything you've promised. This is a relationship. And he's good. So, one more, finally, um, go back, Nikki. Ephesians, nope, went too far. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Before I pray for y'all, I want to read this over you, okay? Oh, I'm itching right here, and I'm sorry. Okay, this is my prayer. This is what I was praying over y'all last night and this morning. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, this part where it says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us, that power that works in us, it works through our tender hearts. It works through our expectation of his goodness. It works through our mm, tender hearts that stay close to his chest and receive and proceed the truth that he is with us. That is when that power is working. And so, Lord, I thank you right now that hearts are receiving the truth. I thank you that your power is released as we lean back into your chest. I thank you for people's perceptions opening up. 
I thank you that people are turning around and running back to you knowing that you're good and you're kind. Lord, I thank you for bodies manifesting life and wholeness now from the top of people's heads to the bottom of their feet, the tips of their toes and the tips of their hands, Lord. I thank you for skin and tumors falling away, skin being restored, physical hearts being restored now in Jesus' name. I thank you for pestilence going now from homes, all manner of viruses and colds and bacteria. We rebuke them now in the name of Jesus. Thank you that complete households are being restored. I thank you that finances are being restored and what the enemy stole, he has to repay. Thank you for provision in the name of Jesus, provision, financial provision, relational provision, um, time to do what you've asked us to do, Father. I thank you, Lord, for hearts expecting to see your goodness. Oh, I see the most beautiful. I see a, a little girl and she's she's little. She's maybe just walking like probably 14 months old and she's super chubby and she has like dandelions in her hand. And she's smiling and just beautiful. And the Lord's saying he wants to restore your innocence. Not that you won't know things. You won't have wisdom and know what's around the world. But the, the, the things that you know about the fallenness of this world and the things that you've seen because of your choices, they have made your heart feel sick and heavy and gross. And God wants to restore an innocent heart in you that sees the beauty again and the richness of what he made. Lord, I thank you that you're restoring innocence that can appreciate every detail of beauty around, that expects good and not bad, that expects to be um, received. Thank you that you want all of us, and I thank you that you're restoring hearts now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Yeah, but thank you for your time. I heard the father today and he is so beautiful. I hope you're leaning back into his chest and perceiving him with you. Thank you for your time. See you next week. And I love you. And if you need prayer, the numbers in the show notes below for the prayer line that partners with us, they'll pray with you. But I am going to pray for what you put down here. I love y'all. Thank you very much. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.